Welcome to MBSing. I am your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guests today are the wonderful ladies of Pony Patrol, a lovely three-person improv group here in Chicago. Uh, the thing that we all share in common, aside from just being ladies who are all funny, saying it about myself while saying it about them. We also all hail in some way from South Carolina. Uh, so something that kind of uh, put them on my radar in the first place when I met them at the Playgrounds Mixer many months ago. Um, and, and since then, I've just been, you know, seeing them a decent amount around town and uh, I, trying to catch them whenever I could. And I recently saw um, the closing night of their run of their most recent run at the new new show, um, that is on Wednesdays at the playground. And, uh, man, it's just always such a delight. They're so funny. Um, I, I love that, uh, they all kind of trade off between who is the wild card at any given moment. Um, I think, uh, they all have such great range and they all know one another well enough, uh, to know what they can kind of lob up. Um, uh, and and what we'll get just caught and run with uh it, it's just it's just always really a joy to see them um and they've uh kind of been settling into a form that involves some uh, personal monologues which i'm always a fan or character monologues i should say uh which i'm always a fan of and i think work really well especially with three person groups so it, yeah it's just been a total joy to watch them over the last few months um and boy was it a joy to have them on the show uh after some uh debate which i felt bad for forcing them into for um get having to get them to all settle on one topic uh but after some debate and tossing it about uh they delightfully settled on talking about the paranormal all three of them have at least one personal experience with something paranormal uh, and and relatively unexplained. So uh, this was a real, real joy uh, to kind of sit back and, and hear them weave some tales as I uh, probably interjected far too much. Um, but you know what? I, I had an absolute blast. Um, these ladies are so so fun and so smart and so funny um, that it was just an absolute joy. And we get to share a lot of uh, South Carolina kind of ties. We talk about Charleston a decent amount. Um, Charlie and I uh, – oh, I never said their names. Michelle Davey, Charlie Williams, and Sarah Porter – Total delights, uh, each of them, and uh, I got them all to separately introduce themselves, so hopefully you'll be able to uh, sort out um, whose voice is whose um, while listening. But uh, Charlie and I realized that we grew up probably 20 minutes from one another, uh, and, and that is just uh, cool and, and, and kind of a nice feeling every once in a while, you know? Uh, Kind of being able to understand someone's background in a in a pretty unique way um, 
was was really nice uh and and felt really uh familiar and cool um and so i felt like um all four of us kind of got to jam about that a little bit as we also shared our uh varying experiences with uh the paranormal um and I think in turn that kind of like organically became some discussion about uh spirituality and religion and uh and a lot of that I think also stemmed from us all spending a, a decent mi- amount of time in the south cuz I think the south has a, a pretty particular uh uh relationship with religion that we all kind of had at least one story where that we shared uh where that's concerned um and I think we all landed on a, a pretty decently positive place where uh overall but you know also shared some frustrations where uh where southern religion in particular is concerned you'll see I feel like I'm being weird about it, but uh, I, I don't intend to be. Just kind of um, wanted to reflect on how I felt about it uh, because I really, really enjoyed this entire conversation. Um, and I would really encourage everybody to um, follow these ladies, keep up with them. Pony Patrol is is so much fun, and uh, they really uh, have a lot of uh drive but at the same time are just super nice and enthusiastic about everything that they're doing and it it truly truly shows in their friendships with one another in their shows in uh the way that they've always interacted with me and the way that i've seen them interact with others so um big fan here of the ladies of pony patrol and was super delighted that they could be the first uh, three guest MBSing. Um, cool. I think that's that's a, a decent enough setup of what you're about to listen to anyway. Oh, boy. One of these days I'll get good at this. Um, but not today. What I did do today uh, was that I saw an early screening of the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it was fantastic uh two thumbs up i had middling expectations coming in i i hoped it would be good i thought that the trailer that i saw maybe once was definitely intriguing i do think jake gyllenhaal is a good actor um at least most of the time and damn is he good in this um he's he's really uh unsettlingly good uh in the sense that the character is pretty unsettling. Um, it's just the tension builds were so wonderful. Uh, I thought that the movie never got expository, but at the same time you understood exactly where this character was coming from in, in the beginning of the movie. There are a lot of things that, um, were set up relatively suavely that also paid off in really satisfying ways. Uh, I would just absolutely recommend it. I I'm, I'm interested to see what the, uh, overall reaction to this movie will be as it is early yet but hey early review of nightcrawler another thing that you could do this weekend uh in amongst all of your halloween celebrations uh is come on down to the annoyance theater on friday night halloween proper at 8 and 10 we're doing splatter theater uh and then on saturday night at 10 30 if you still got a halloween hangover come then and watch it for closing night 
we're doing the show three times this weekend. The last three times that we'll do it this year. Uh, boy, is it a lot of fun. Uh, I am both so excited for this weekend and so already bummed that it's going to be over because I love that show so much. Uh, and if you're within the sound of my voice and it is three days before all of these things that I'm talking about, then, uh, wait, wait, wait and go see it because it is great. Uh, also at the annoyance for two more weeks on Tuesday night, global warming is a myth with the group sight unseen. That is a night of improv and man, is it fun tonight's show was a total blast. Uh, I think from week to week, we've really just gelled more and more. And I think we pulled off, uh, the best form of what I think we want to get out of uh, doing shows as a group as we have had so far. Personally, I think that. I think the group would probably agree with that, at least to a certain extent. Um, But every show has been so much fun and uh, so great in a lot of different ways. So, hey, come check that out. Two more weeks. Uh, The group will probably be uh, doing another run of some sort in the coming weeks, uh, but we don't know details about that yet. So come in the one of the next two weeks, and you won't have to wait or worry about it. Um, on Tuesday nights at 8 in November, so that's starting next Tuesday, uh, Squall will be doing a run on at 8 o'clock at the playground, That's Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock at the playground for the entire month of November. Come check out Squall. I think that's all I have in the way of live show plugs. Um, Check out Pony Patrol, like their Facebook page. Um, See them in shows. Tell them hello. Tell them that you enjoyed their paranormal stories. Um, Check out all the other stuff on nerdalogs.com that's a that's just an ongoing plug that everyone should understand as truth at this point and i i mentioned this last week and i guess i'll go ahead and mention it again as i'm wrapping up uh i'll point out an all lady october and in the end there were seven female guests in the month of october and i'm super jazzed about that and i don't care who the fuck knows it um at to round out this October, uh, why don't you go on over to iTunes, rate the show, maybe give it a review if you see fit. And, uh, yeah, I guess it just helps other people discover it and, um, enjoy it. So if you enjoy it, uh, share the love. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't mention stuff like that very often. Because, frankly, overall, I guess I just don't really care about it all that often. And I often forget that uh, this isn't just a show where I sit in my room and talk into a mic by myself or sit in my kitchen or living room and talk into a mic with a, one other person. Uh, sometimes we forget that there's an actual outside scope. Uh, and that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, go, go throw something up on iTunes. And if you don't, I don't care. Um, but what I do care about is how great this episode is and how much you're going to enjoy it. I don't think there were any other notes as far as anything we talked about on 
the recording, so I'm just going to stop delaying and allow you to enjoy MBSing with Pony Patrol. You, you, you. Is this a thing you guys do before shows? Yeah. yeah we, jokingly, we jokingly just do zip, zap, zap, but we're just the three of us. Just we do just go, you, you, we just look at each other. I love that. I feel like pretty much every improv group that's worth their weight in beans has that like joking warm up that they do <laughs> at least every group that i've been a part of has had one i feel like is that that we just call each other bitches like dumb bitches a lot <laughs> you are stupid bitch. i'm a stupid bitch. my favorite thing in the world um and when pony patrol first started out it's just michelle and i and we would uh when we were on deck we would be behind <laughs> the stage of theater 99 dancing like crazy like just i mean yeah. we were going all out that's how we got that stress that energy out that. Oh, yeah. it was uh, ridiculous yeah i remember um when i i did the vagina monologues two years when i was in uh co- my last two years of college and uh it was like one of the first times i'd ever really done a monologue in general like one of the first times i'd ever you know, taking the stage just on my own. And, uh, I did my angry vagina. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with those, uh, pieces of work. I'm pretty familiar with an angry vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. You know, we all are, girl. Uh, and that's why it was like the best monologue in the show. Basically, she just get it, this character just kind of like bitches about all the things that uh, she bitches about, like, you know, having to go to the gynecologist and like douches and things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it was just like this really high energy, not just not yelling, but passionate is kind mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. I tried to approach it. But before those shows, I would literally run up and down the hallways and just like fucking amp up my adrenaline and like increase my heart rate and I already had a little bit of you know anxiety and nerves going into it Mm -hmm. so I feel like that in some way just like kept that anxiety and nervous energy from going into a negative place yeah Yeah. just forced it it into a a positive like passionate place redirection like Taking energy and redirecting it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you can sit and stew before a yeah, show. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, I know there's there's things to, there's something to be said, I guess, for like clearing your head or whatever. But I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, I don't know how to. Like, I get out of your head. I, yeah, or just like figure like how to put myself in a good place before a show because I feel like it takes me a couple of weeks to get familiar, and then I'm like, all right, now I'm cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I still I'm trying to figure. Uh, things like that out too. You're totally fine. Okay, sorry. Oh no, you good girl. Um, but like, I feel like for me it differs. It still differs from group to group, from show to show, etc. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a while where Squall, my uh, playground team, would just we stopped warming up and would just like go outside and instead of like circling up and warming up we would just start chasing each other around the parking lot (laughs) and it was so and because the energy of that group is typically so high and so physical Mm -hmm. and so silly it was the perfect way to get us in the mindset because you're not thinking about anything you're just like 
worn out and chasing each other and like having fun and laughing at how ridiculous everyone looks running because uh-huh. like seeing adults run especially in plain clothes is very silly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's one of my favorite things about being around Ogilvy or Union Station downtown is that you will always see men in like oh, business yeah. Rudolph. <laughs> I, I, work, I work in that market in the oh, Ogilvy market, yeah, the French market, and it yeah, but it's like grown ass men. They got <laughs> big book bags on, yeah, and there's just something about a man who's like wearing like a nice like button up shirt and like yeah. in his Dockers or whatever, uh-huh. and then he's got this like chunky clunky plastic yeah. book bag. Yeah. And then they're just running, booking like, it. Yeah, it always so funny. They look like me. just big doofuses, like big up the economy. You guys, if he's late to one more yacht club meeting, he's out. <laughs> Not with that they're gonna kick him out of the club. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so. I, there's something just like uniquely delightful about it. I don't, mm-hmm. man. I'm glad you it's very, relate. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I see that all the time. It always makes me laugh. It's always the big book bag that gets me. Did you work today? Mm-hmm. How's everyone coming into now? How's everybody's day? It's all right. Meal for Monday. Oh, I didn't work today. Kinda. I wrote a report from home. Oh, nice. Sounds very nice. business. Yeah. I basically sat in bed and was like. Google. It's always interesting um, to have Michelle home because this is literally the first time it's ever happened. You guys, I forgot that you guys live together, but you live separately. And Charlie loves when Michelle leaves early in the morning because when I'm thirsty at 10 o'clock in the morning and I can just walk around naked in the house. But this morning was not something that I. (laughs) (laughs) My bedroom is right in front of the kitchen, so she had to like walk by it and. I don't know why if you're just, if you're in the house by yourself you're just, you're just you had them covered up. Uh, well, I'm not gonna like w- the windows. I'm not gonna. There was gonna, I'm gonna at yeah, least make an effort to cover up the tatas. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll show you most of it, but not all. <laughs> yeah, this, it, I, Cinemax. Okay, yeah, you're not was, gonna get full frontal. Just propped up with like, my pillows. Uh, and, this yeah. is a, uh, a strip club that serves alcohol. Do you guys understand that? No. Strip clubs that serve alcohol, at least in Illinois. Oh, wait. They, yeah, this has been a very confusing topic. Can't show nips. They can't yeah. show them? Can't show nip. Can't go full frontal. But if they don't serve alcohol, then it's wild. Get that's what it is. That's, that's so weird. Why? So I think, I think the, the I think, like, timing. What? <laughs> like, yeah, that's timing. There's like a nipple time, like, comedic, like, comedic you timing. You only serve alcohol to so late, and oh, then after that. Maybe. I don't know, because we're from South Carolina, and down there, the, what the, the laws were, if. Oh, gosh. I don't know if it was a law or just the way the clubs work. Mm. But there was the one club that was all nude, but they stopped serving alcohol at two, but they stayed open till five because they owned the beer store next door. Hmm. So you went to the beer store, you bought yourself like a six pack. You could get like a ten dollar off bonus to go into the strip club and go in for ten dollars, and you brought it in. That way, the strip club you could stay open till five. You could yeah. bring in your own booze, but the 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 strip club blatantly owned the beer store next door. Fuck, that's crazy, then, though. Yeah, then there was a place Jaguars across the street that was that was. <laughs> Are these both in Charleston or? Mm-hmm. They're like right across the street, very classy parking lot. And Jaguars <laughs> was. <laughs> it's if it's it's gravel, <laughs> if I oh, recall gosh, my. Yeah, yeah definitely. You just like. Locks your horse up and you're <laughs> <laughs> your horse 
up out there. It's, it's Charleston. You just take your horse and carriage down to the old strip club. Yeah. Give a tour of it. Oh, it's the my... world's most charming strip club. No, the world's most charming strip club is in it's in Spart between Greenville and Spartanburg, Nikita's. Did you ever drive past that? I've driven past it, yeah. Is it like all the strippers are The only one I know in It's like a shack. No, it's like a shack. The only one I know in the Greenville area is Platinum Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fun thing about Platinum Plus was that if you paid the whatever it cost at the door to get in with a larger bill than the price... They would give you your change back in two dollar bills. Oh, so if you if, uh, if okay. say the cover was like twenty five or thirty or I don't know what covers for strip clubs are typically, especially not that one because I never went to it. Um, but if you paid for that with like a fifty, then they would give you all your change back in two dollar bills. So if you didn't spend the two dollar bills at the club and you just had a wallet full of two dollar bills. Everyone in town knew that you had been to Platinum Plus. I had this, really, I yeah. Had it was basically like having Chuck E. Cheese tokens or something. Like <laughs> I was, had a roommate Ryan who worked, but he didn't really work. I didn't know exactly what he did, but whenever I asked for the rent or utility money, he would give me like forty dollars and two dollar bills. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, like utilities are due, and Ryan would give me. I was like, where did you? Was get? this also a Charles? <laughs> yes. That's was so Charles? Funny. Like, where did you get? I was like, I guess I. Got the money that I gotta be paying for bar tabs all over town. I know. As I was going to take that to the bank, like how how are there still that many two dollar bills? I think because of strip clubs, like the treasurer can't can't shut it down. All of those two dollar bills are just like laced with. Coke and lady sweat. And just, just I thought it was child like a really smart ass. One time I was at a strip club and I thought I was being a smart ass and I put like a dollar bill or a five dollar bill in my mouth. I thought she was gonna like the stripper's gonna like kiss it out or whatever. I was yeah. like, let's see what she does. And I walk up to the front of the stage and she takes her tatas and just like smears it out of my mouth. And, like, and I was like, it. yeah. And I, and I was just like absolutely like whatever buzz I had going from drinking was gone because I just had like hot oily glitter face oh all my over my God. cheeks and I was like and I walked away from the stage and I like my face just like was like melted I was disgusted my friend's like you're lucky she used her tits <laughs> so much worse so she showed you did she showed she schooled me oh I learned my, my lesson God. let me see what she does yep I learned oh man <laughs> So nasty. No, I feel like that's where the transition is. Hi! My guest today is Pony Patrol, and I'll ask them all to introduce themselves individually so that you can hear what their voices sound like with their names. Oh. Hi, my name is Sarah Porter. Yeah. I'm Michelle. Yeah. I'm Charlie Williams. Yeah, and they are Pony Patrol. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. <laughs> this is I, fantastic. Yeah, this is a this is a first for me. I've had two guests on at a time more than once. But this is my first three guest episode. And I figured I wanted to keep it as three people who obviously know each other very well. Um uh and before we dive into your topic, which is of the paranormal. <laughs> uh, why don't you guys, because we all share that we at least lived in South Carolina before we moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. correct? So why don't you guys all talk about like the origin of Pony Patrol? All right. Um, we're Okay. So it started, um, 
we all are from the same theater in Charleston, South Carolina, Theater 99. Um, the, the abridged version of it is um, me and Char- – I was running a practice group down there, and Charlie started to come to it. And at first, I did not like Charlie. And then me and Charlie, <laughs> yeah. And then me and Charlie became friends, and we we're like, let's do a two-person show together. So we started to do the two-person show. Um, and somewhere along the way, I don't, I can't for life me remember how the conversation started, but um, we were like, let's move to Chicago, and so we we moved up here. Um, at the same time, though, independently of us, Sarah was planning to move up here too. Um, and she came up, so she came up like a month after we did and we're like, we're all here. We all know each other. We're all friends. Let's just expand the family and make it a thing. And that's kind of how it went down. I don't think, um, I mean, Pony Patrol as a two person group was great, but adding Sarah, I think added a whole nother level to what we were trying to do Mm -hmm. in the first place. Uh, the forum's gotten tighter. We've gotten tighter. And I think having each other to fall back on, I know has been something that has, kept me here that's for Aww. sure uh, how long have you guys all lived here a year and a yeah. half a little over yeah months. july 2013 is when we got here sweet yeah and then you were shortly after yeah shortly after. and you michelle mm-hmm. are from south carolina originally kind of i was born uh in new york um like new york state and i lived there till i was nine and then uh, my mom sprung it on me at, in the moving van that we weren't moving a town over. We were moving to South Carolina. Are you what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, mostly what? because she knew I would freak out about it, and I was very loud. A very loud ah. child. Um, <laughs> and I would have just told everybody that she didn't want that. So, we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like she's like, um, we're not, we're going South Carolina. And I'm like, do you have a map I could look at? <laughs> where the crazy. where the hell is that? Wow. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Greenville until I went to college, and then stuck around in Charleston for a while. Where'd you go to high school? Greer High School. Oh no way! Oh man, this is so funny. Where'd you I go? I went to college in Greenville. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I'm just familiar with all the schools just from going to college mm-hmm. there, basically. Um, but I have friends who like. Uh, you went there. I, I'm not going to be able to remember like who went there or anything like that, but um, just like familiar with it, I guess. Uh, I'm from Lancaster, South Carolina originally. Okay. Um, so I went to Lancaster High, and then I went to the Governor School for Science and Math mm-hmm. in high school. Oh, with our friend yes. Aziz Ansari. Oh with yeah, that's where he was. Wasn't it? Aziz Ansari. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a really tragic story? Do you what? Yes. Uh, so Aziz, Aziz Ansari went to the Governor's School for Science and Math five years before I did. He was a graduate in 2001. Mm-hmm. My brother is five years older than I am. My brother applied and got into the Governor's School for Science and Math in the class of 2001 and chose not to go. Really? Wow. My brother could have been best friends with Aziz Ansari. It could have happened. Or enemies. That's your brother's or life now. Yeah. yeah, I know. And like... I don't even know if my brother realizes how much this like <laughs> irks me. But I just like he was you were right there. You you yeah. could have known him. What was the guy's name in that one bit when he goes to the um the him and his white friend go see like Kanye? He's like, Brian, we're the only white guys. Oh here. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could have been Nathan. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. it's not Brian it's uh Oh, something I know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly what brother. bit you're talking oh about. Because it's also, Who's I think it's a pretty... Guys? Jason. 
Yeah. I think it is because yeah. his, his, he's really good friends with Jason Wolner, who's another like comedy writer. He helped okay. write um, Human Giant, oh, okay. uh, which also those guys are from South Carolina. Too. Yeah, Hubel mm-hmm. is from like, I think he went to school at Clemson or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah Rob Hubel went to Clemson, and then. What are you, so you went to school at? Um, I went to school in Florida, but I'm okay. originally from South Carolina. Oh, okay. So there's just like a whole mess of different, mm-hmm. uh, we're from mass. all over. Uh, cause I remember meeting you guys at the mixer when I think you, Charlie, were wearing a Gamecock sweatshirt. Probably. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay. and I was just like, <laughs> you, this okay. one, talk to me. Honed <laughs> in on me. Yeah. Uh, where so where are you from in South Carolina? Um, Rock Hill. Oh fuck no! Yeah, that's right up the street. Literally, from <laughs> I have family all over Lancaster. Where did you go to Char- uh, Charleston? Where did you go to school? Um, um, I, I mean, high school. Well, I went to high school my first year, Rock Hill High. Okay, and damn, uh, we played y'all in football. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rock Hill, at the time I was going, had an excellent football team. Yeah, I recall. they did. They had like the reals. best in the, definitely the best in the state, I think. And I, then I shortly after, is did you already go there when they split it off into another high school? No. Okay. I had already gone. Um, this was 2001 we moved to Florida. And yeah, because I ended up going to Lake Weir was where I graduated down there. Um, and that's Ocala. It's yeah, stupid. I don't, I don't know. It's I a dumb It's got nothing but horses. Where you're from, I think... You must have gone to the same, like, horse school. That's what it's called, right? It's Ho- called the horse school. Oh, the horse school. <laughs> There's a girl I know up here. Who- uh, I The horse science, the industry of science and horses. That's closer. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's not affiliated with the Smithsonian. College? College of Central Florida. Um, essentially, is where I got my animal science degree. And it was just a horse classes, basically, is all I did. What did the horses teach the class? The horses taught the class. Oh, my God. How else am I going to learn about horses, Michelle? Uh, it's like, that, it's hey, like, man, you got to learn straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> hey! Sarah Porter, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Sarah, door's right there. You're not going to top that. <laughs> Mike with me. Uh, yeah, just uh, talk from outside and keep the... Keep the cord connected okay so we got your south carolina background i'm sorry this is so much set up but like so this is all funny. stuff that i'm interested in and uh didn't know before this i knew a little bit that you guys kind of had different backgrounds where south carolina was concerned but i did not oh, rock thrill baby uh, so i have a fun rock thrill story um i'm gonna have a story for everyone's apparently um we went to see when i was very young i can't remember how young i was Less than 10, I would guess. Uh, maybe just barely over it. We went to see Jeff Dunham oh. at a show in Rock Thrill. So we packed up the car, the four of us and our family, drove to Rock Hill. It's like a 30-minute drive. Um, also, just for reference, Rock Hill is like Lancaster's big city. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. you know, Lancaster is small as um so we drove to rock hill to see jeff dunham and i didn't know anything about it i was a little kid and my dad was like this guy's so funny and it was before he had really like blown up this was before <laughs> this is hipster jeff dunham. Th- yeah this is like <laughs> my parents were into jeff dunham before everybody else was into jeff dunham and this was before like ahmed the terrorist was oh, one of his characters uh... which i think is the most like 
Oh boy. Uh, of, <laughs> of, of his whole act, that's the thing that just like grosses me out the most, which I think we can all yeah, appreciate yeah. and understand. I'm, I'm not a fan of the pepper. Oh yeah. Pepper is also uh super racist. Super racist. Super racist. Uh so uh his name is Jose Jalapeno <laughs> on a stick. Uh the pepper was a character when I saw him. Um so um he kept I can't remember which character it was. I think it was Peanut, which was his like go to uh puppet. Uh kept referring to Rock Hill as Rock Hill. And oh. to this day, my father does not say Rock Hill oh, no. without saying it Rock Hill. Oh, oh, no. Because Dunham just did this big thing about how it was like clearing your throat like phlegmy. He was basically like shitting on Rock Hill in so many words. And my dad says it. So like even hearing you say Rock Hill, that's how I heard it. I have family in Rock Hill that I talk to every week. And that's the most exciting story about Rock Hill I've heard in like 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) That is Lancaster's big city, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Oh, Uh, baby. We'll be right back. That's a, that's a Pete Holmes video. <laughs> They're really good jokes. Uh, so, is you going to school um, for something equestrian related, related to how Pony Patrol was named? Uh, okay, she had a name for our group, and I was like, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. <laughs> she and, um, told me this like eight months after she named our group because she told me she forgot yeah, I, the name of it. So forgot what funny. What was the name of the group? Let, let's be honest. It was a terrible name. It was something that over a couple of Bud Lights we were deciding on names, and I was going to name it the Pen 15 Club. My, oh, oh that's God. hilarious. <laughs> and uh, Charles and Michelle would have none of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really funny, but like, I can totally see why you got to back away from that. Uh, oh, penis. Man. It's, it's, penis. it's penis club yeah. for for the uh, for the what's the word I'm looking for un unfamiliar we'll just go with that that's not the word I was looking for but for the unfamiliar I'm talking about a penis club mm. it's a fun joke yeah. uh, kiddos play it does, it's like a visual joke yes if you hear it you don't get it because there was an acapella group in my high school called the Pen Fifteen Club <laughs> and my, my brother was a senior and I was a freshman and my brother's friends were all in it and this one guy Brian O'Kelly I had the hugest crush on he oh, was in the Pen who Fifteen didn't? Club Brian O'Kelly. Yeah, man. What, what, what part was he? Was I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like not like the the lowest, but the second lowest. Whatever Baritone? that is. Yeah, I'm uh, sure and he was super tall. Now, what is your uh, South Carolina background? I actually was born here in Wooddale, which is in DuPage County. So I was born here, and then we moved all over. We moved Dope. to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then we went to Virginia, and then went to school in Virginia. Where'd you go to school? VCU. I Rams. almost went there. Oh, it's, yeah. You missed out. Because uh, I was going to go to school great. for forensic chemistry. Yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah. Patricia Cornwell. Yeah, Patricia Cornwell. Gave him a bunch of money. It's mm-hmm. also really close to, uh, what's that place? The FBI. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh brain fart. Oh, fuck. my God. Don't you know nothing? Langley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Langley. Really Langley, Langley, Virginia. All government. So they have, like, a lot of uh, ties to Langley mm-hmm. and Patricia Cornwell. And I was like super into CSI. Mm-hmm. And, Who's Patricia Cornwell? Yeah. Uh, she's this. She's like a crime writer. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I read like one like she solved who Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. But then apparently oh. they just had an article saying that Jack Ripper was some 
like a vagabondy kind of. Yeah, well, thing. I've heard there's like that lots of theories of who Jack. They Ripper thought is. they found out who it was, and then they kept digging deeper, and they're like, Ah, oh, no, we don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hard to find evidence, like actual DNA. Like, how are you gonna find dresses that have the ladies' bloods on it? Yeah. His business. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, and then uh, the story. How did I get to South Carolina? Was I was I had like my first big girl job in DC and I couldn't hack it because it was just DC's like not the kind of culture I feel comfortable in. It's lots of movers, lots of shakers, lots of networking, lots Ooh. of shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah. You got to sell something. If you don't have something to sell, mm-hmm. you can't be like I'm going to go to DC and find myself and like go have drinks with my girlfriend. Like yeah. you have to like be selling it. I never go into a dance club and like wanted to go and get some or whatever and like <laughs> dance with this guy on the floor. And, like, we were going to exchange. It was that time of the night. Like, oh, let me text you. And he gave me a business card. Oh. And I was like, man, come I don't on, see where you work. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but I was just like, I got to get out of there. And I went on vacation a couple times to Charleston, South Carolina. And, you know, you have this idea in your head, like, oh, I want to go down south where it's like people are nice. And <laughs> the slow, the pace is slow. And people are sweet. And you can, you know, just, like, sit on a, a really expensive mansion porch and drink like sweet tea and that's gonna be your life so i moved down there and i just like threw my cat in my car and i quit my job and i drove down with some shoes in my car and i met these girls off facebook and i knocked on the door and said i think i'm moving in with you i didn't plan anything and that was august of 08 and that september of 08 was when the stock market crashed oh yeah and i couldn't find a job oh no all my savings account had been depleted and i was lucky to find a serving job at a movie theater oh. In Charleston, South Carolina, where I worked for three years. She's our Stevie Nicks. <laughs> You're the best. So we got Stevie Nicks, B. Arthur, Charlie. Just Charlie. She's just, just Charlie. In horse form. <laughs> she's just Charlie horse. She's form. Charlie, Charlie horse, horse over here. Uh, those are all That's wonderful wonder- stories. Thank you down. for catching me up on your history. Um, and the listeners, sometimes I, especially with this many people, I'm going to constantly forget that it's not just all us talking to each other and having sweet lady time. Um, cool. Now that that's out of the way, everybody's got a little bit of backstory because I feel like context just makes all this even better. Tell me about the origin of your love for the paranormal. Each each in turn i grew up in it um (laughs) i grew up in it i really did i think the biggest thing that influenced me was the fact that my grandmother's sister has been wiccan and so growing up um her daughters which were my like second cousins or whatever and growing up with them they were all wiccan and i just uh they were into like they had the spells they had all that jazz which i never really understood growing up and i still don't quite understand it but i remember um just creepy things happening in and around their house as well. Uh, but I think the biggest thing was around your around uh, their grandmother's house, sister's, sister's house? house, yeah. And then my grandmother's daughter, my aunt, got into Wiccan, and <laughs> that's when the crazy shit happened. Oh mm. my god! Um, my aunt has um, a set of identical twins. What? Yeah. Okay. I've told you about um, she's got Brandy and Bettina. They're uh, they're twins. Bettina, Bettina, um, and <laughs> they are. I'm just making sure we're all on the weird, same page. Brandy just, and Bettina, weird kids. I mean, weird kid. How old are they now? Um, they oh god, just turned twelve, thirteen. Okay. Maybe okay. they talk in sync. Um, they do weird stuff. Okay, Brandy, I'm not gonna lie. Damn. And if they listen to this, 
I love them to death. I know my family gets a hold of everything that I do on the internet somehow. Yeah. Um, but you guys were real weird growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, I mean, that's so juicy already. Your aunt is a Wiccan and she has identical twin daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, how coven is that? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's a motherfucking coven shit. Yeah. Okay, so you had the little witchy background. I had the witchy background. Um, I think one of the weirdest things that happened with the twins um, was that one one day, so they moved into my grandmother and my grandfather's old house for a while, um, and it, it was built in like 1902 mm-hmm. on five acres of land. And an Indian burial ground. Um, <laughs> no. Many animals I mean, and spirits. Right near Lagaster and Rock Hill is another small town called Indian Land. Huh. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Isn't Indian Land, have you ever heard about the Devil's Salt Circle? What? Uh, what? No. Have you ever heard Circle? about the Devil's Circle? I don't I think so. I think it's close to Lancaster. If it's, it's either the close Devil's to Lancaster or um, Salt Circle. Edgemore. <laughs> I know what that You ever okay. heard of Edgemore? Yeah, yeah. Um, I never went, but my aunt would tell me how they, because that's where, like, where they used to go to get dirt. Because there's a lot of like spiritual things. That she put that place. in quotes. Just everyone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> to quote, they dirt. went out there to quote get dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but supposedly it's a circle in the middle of nowhere, um, where legend has it the devil um, walked in a circle and then nothing grows. Oh shit! The so we had one of those in my backyard. That's where we like tied our dog up. And <laughs> 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 it's the devil's salt circle. Um, it's just it's, a pit bull at the end of a chain. It's like um, in Mario, the things that are on chains that like reach out and grab you, and you know that if you stay out of their range, well, I don't know what they're called. Some nerd listening to this will know. Love you, nerds. Um, what in is like the whole circle bare or is it just the like inside of it bare or is it just the like the whole apparently it's just the like a, the whole thing is bare from what i <laughs> how yeah. big are we talking i you know what like i said I it's never probably bare because a whole bunch of witches have been taking I dirt out of it <laughs> <laughs> nothing will grow here because everyone's got their yeah, everybody's getting it. their grubby hands under the roots <laughs> the earth is like come on leave me alone for like a spring and i'll grow something <laughs> i got Pay nothing left salt. to give <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great oh goodness <laughs> uh, but no they moved so it's into just like this... a part of your life growing up yeah and so and i heard all these kinds of stories too um but the the, the worst thing that these kids did uh, was when they moved into um, my grandfather's old house, which was built by We're his uncle. We're talking about Bettina and... Bettina and Brandy. <laughs> Is it Bettina or the Patina? Bettina. Bettina. and Brandy. Come on, they're it's twins. Like, Put it together, it's like, Michelle. Polish it's like they it. wanted to name one of them Tina, <laughs> but they were like, ooh, gotta have two B names. That's the only way you can name twins. Uh, Bina sounds weird. <laughs> Bettina... Put nope. it in the books. Nailed it. It's like, he's, it's like asking for permission. Bettina. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> or, or like anyone who's ever addressing her sounds like they're trying to disagree with her. Bettina. Bettina. <laughs> There's no way that can be true. Come on. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, Bettina. I know. 
She's 13-year-old her. This is going to scar her for a <laughs> man. I mean, She'll yeah. turn against you and go take a bunch of dirt from the <laughs> devil's salt circle. <laughs> and I'm going to get an envelope of dirt in the mail and I'm be like, uh-huh. what is this? We're going to go home to a salt circle in our living room <laughs> and not be able to explain it. Yep. 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 Um, so they moved into this house that was built by my grandfather's uncle in like 1902. Um, and it supposedly had had some weird stuff. Um, my mom grew up in it. She told me that weird stuff would happen in this house. Um, but then once the twins moved in, um, they were like six and seven at the time. Um, they would Wait, come in six or seven, six and seven, no, six or seven. They were born a year apart. Like, I was oh like, my God, they're twins that's born not a year how twins work. Um, one of them just needed more time to incubate. But Tina, but Tina, but Tina, Tina's coming out. But- she's like, but <laughs> I was going to say Brandy popped out, but Tina needed some more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had one beautiful little baby, but Tina's still in there. <laughs> That's she got her name. Did uh, you say, but Tina, what's a beautiful name? It's <laughs> <sighs> better than what, Tina? <laughs> I can take this mic back outside. Yeah, if you just want to take that, I told you, man, it was all downhill. Horace's mouth, <laughs> you peed. I'm so sorry. It's okay. God, My mom's going to hate this podcast. Oh, but I love it so much. Um, So you could kind of see the attic from uh, the living room. They had, like, a, for some reason, like a hole in the attic. I don't know why. Um, up. Well, this, there were stairs. Like a skylight kind of thing? Uh, no, it was just like a like, like, hole. Like, it was just like, <laughs> a weird hole. To like, go the attic. I mean, like, I'm thinking like more Ingalls Wilder when like, yeah. like the kids would sleep in the loft up there. That's exactly oh, what it was. It was a loft, oh, but they kept okay. stuff up there. Um, and it was it was a nice size. There, like loft there were just area. always like accessible stairs to it. Mm-hmm. Um, instead it was of, it was like a ladder. Like you had to, stairs did ladder you have to pull it down, or um, was it just always down? No, it was always okay, there. It was like cool. built into the side of the living room that you Dope. could go up. And um, I remember one time staying over there. It was around Christmas, and they pulled me to the side and asked me. They were me, six or seven. How old were you? Um. Oh God, seventeen, eighteen, okay. and that sounds about right. Eighteen, yeah. And uh, they pulled me to the side and asked me if they could spend Christmas at um, my grandparents' house because I was in Florida at the time and I'd come up to visit family. And I was like, why? And it was just like, because the man in the loft always stares at us. Oh. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, there's an old man in the loft that always stares at us and he comes down and hides in our closet. No, and I'm like, no, no, I was no. like, check, please. <laughs> check, please. Uh, get me out of this family. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No, it was uh, creepy as hell. And that's... I fucking nuts yeah so, and apparently the guy who built the house had, died there really? have you ever had My firsthand mama. paranormally experiences around it or just through the with through the cousins? house um i had these i used to have these really really weird dreams about it um wow. that were really bizarre um actually my mom who she probably won't wouldn't want me telling you guys this but fuck it she's <laughs> gonna hate this podcast anyway sorry mama um my mom has actually solved uh two murders by dreaming of them uh one was a hit and run in charlotte north carolina and then the other one was her best friend's uh murder in uh uh oh god lake city florida what what i, I thought I, I told you guys this i think but anyway no she she dreamed about um 
her best friend's sister, she, they all grew up together in Florida, too, um, uh, was stabbed by her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, and they didn't know who had done it. They just found her kind of in her house, and my mom had Full dreamed, of stabs. Full of stabs. And my mom had dreamed it, and she went directly down to Florida. Did she when dream Trisha it called. before it happened? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh. The, night, the night it happened, she what? dreamed it. Like, like she said it was as, as if she was watching it happen. What? Mm-hmm. And she said she knew exactly, and she led the police directly to the murder weapon, which was a knife in the bushes in a park. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Oh, yo, 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 yeah. This oh. shit's already getting real, real. <laughs> what was the other one? The hit and run. The hit and run. Was she, it somebody she knew? Um, it wasn't anybody she knew. She said it was very random. She just saw the license plate and was able to call the Charlotte North Carolina She saw police. the license plate in a dream? Mm-hmm. She said she remembered every number on the license plate and was able to call the police department in Charlotte and identify the car. And, and she, was, she didn't even live in Charlotte? Mm-mm. She lived in Rock Hill at the time. Y'all, those are like Whoa. 20 to 30 minutes drive away from one another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Damn. Wow. It's, wow. Uh, it's wild. And then my mom, um, she won't tell me anything other than those two stories, but then eventually she told me that she had to go see someone to get it shut off. Like she was just like apparently was dreaming of it all the time, and she was like, I don't want to see that. And so my grandmother – whose sister was Wiccan, was able to take her to someone that she, now she doesn't dream about it anymore. Take it down that salt circle. Yo, 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 um, this is the best. I, my second apartment in Charleston, every, if you don't know about Charleston, historic Charleston, South Carolina is, um, if you live in the, the, the downtown peninsula, every building is historic. It's on the historic register. You're not allowed to physically alter your house. Even if you own it, you can't touch it because it's historical. Um, the board of architecture <laughs> review won't let you take out pieces of wood or glass panes out of your house Damn. if it's from a historic time period. So everything is like historic, like colonial Williamsburg that you live in. Mm-hmm. So my second apartment in Charleston was a basement apartment, and the building was from, like, 1848 on the peninsula, and my landlady had found, like, police documents that the house was owned by Madame Lulu, who owned an establishment for entertaining gentlemen. So I lived in a whorehouse. That's whore a whorehouse. Yeah. yeah, that's a whorehouse. That's a whorehouse, y'all. And the, the was really weird, because we lived in the basement, and it was, like, kind of like a hodgepodge of um, a home, like, with, like, rooms put together. And then, like, on the top two floors were these bedrooms inside bedrooms. They weren't exactly closets, but they weren't exactly bedroom size. But that's, like, where the ladies did their business. They put a bed in there. Yeah, so it's really crazy. And I lived in the basement, and there was these times where I would... The one time I remember that it happened the first time, I had lived there for maybe a year. And I was sleeping and it was like that lucid sleep where you're like aware of what's happening mm-hmm. and I was sleeping and I woke up and there was a man sitting on the edge of my bed but it was just a blue shirt uh-huh. and like you know when you sit on your bed and like you put your shoes on and it was just a blue shirt I never being like what the hell and then all of a sudden the blue shirt turned around and I felt like these fingers on my neck slammed my head into the back of the bed where I was paralyzed and I couldn't move and I was saying in my head, like, no, don't do this. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. And it stopped. 
and I could like lift myself and wake up and get off the bed. So is that, so you like woke up when that happened? So like after that, after he stopped and then this kept happening. What? A lot of times. You saw the blue shirt man? It wasn't the blue shirt man. It would be, I would have this feeling. It was every time I would fall asleep on my back Uh and like my chest was exposed, I would have hands on me. Like, male How hands. long did this happen? It happened on and off again for, like, a year. Holy. And I was like, it was so <laughs> scary. So I wouldn't want to go to bed. If I went to bed, I would go to bed with my chest down in, like, like fetal position where I wouldn't feel like I could get, like, I was feeling like I was being molested. Basically, I was being molested by a ghost for a couple months. Sarah, <laughs> you're so beautiful. The ghost thought you were Lady of the Night. I know. I was like, just lay back and enjoy it. I was like, no, this is like scary and weird. And I never felt like it was like the devil or a demon like wanting to hurt me. It felt like it was a spirit of a John who just saw a girl was in a bed in this house so. laying there, and he just like just jumped in the bed and like Not wanted to light about it. It's I mean, I wanted, oh, I wanted some ghost money Ash. on my like dresser. Like, that <laughs> uh, leave the bills. ghost money on the counter, please. So, do you feel like you had an interest or intrigue in paranormal stuff before that, or, mm-hmm. or do you feel like that's that like, was it? When that happened, you were just like, oh damn. It wasn't like just like a scary dream or I'm stressed out. Like it happened. If it was that often, time again. And then I like did a little research, like what is this and like what the different. I learned about the history of like incubi and succubi. And a succubus is when a female ghost jumps in a man's bed and has sex with him. And an incubi is where a male ghost gets in a woman's bed and like has sex with her. So I was like going into this like deep world of the internet that I really don't ever want to go down ever again. I would never, ever willingly read about stuff like no, that. No, don't. Like, so that's scary. I'm not... The funny thing about all this, before yeah. uh, you um, talk, Michelle, is that uh, I am not someone who enjoys the sensation of being scared. Mm. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't watch horror movies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like... It's not that the paranormal doesn't, like, interest me. It's just that I choose not to like inform myself about it because i'm like no i'm okay and i I wouldn't even say that i'm like easily scared i think i'm relatively unflappable or at least i've like become relatively unflappable i think i used to be able to be more scared but i just don't enjoy that feeling And you can open yourself up to it like when i was going down this world of like why is this happening i was like i must be something wrong with my dream schedule like right or like or like my sleeping like there must be some physical reason why i feel like like sleep paralysis i think is a term yeah where you yes. cannot your sleep you're, paralysis like and eyes, like night terrors my eyes were open and and i couldn't yeah. move my body and i was getting strangled or yeah like, it also can be affected my friend so eric has had um uh night terrors and sleep paralysis before paralysis before it's something that can be affected a lot by uh drinking yeah, it's something oh, that could be well i mean, not to like <laughs> not to be like, like oh, maybe yeah. i should have laid off the sauce <laughs> um but just like in general it's like scientifically medically yeah. it's affected by like drinking stress it's stre- yeah stress and also like i was i i still do this, to this was day. that where you were living when you were like you know, just barely getting a server's job mm-hmm. in a yeah, movie theater. Stressed out. That'll yeah, do always it, man. Stressed out. And, like, um, and like, well, maybe if I just let these ghost Johns <laughs> fuck me, they'd at least <laughs> give let me ghost let me money. All fall asleep. Or <laughs> 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 it's, 
as and women is when you can't move or like there's also this thing where you see feel like something something's sitting on your chest is that's that, yeah that's like a it would incubi succubi like that there's pressure like a, there's like a sleep disorder where you feel like someone's sitting yeah on and your i chest. yeah i felt like i was my i felt like i'm like if i like was being pulled by the neck into my mattress backwards and like my pillows were falling over my head terrifying. and I could feel, I remember one time feeling like each individual finger on my neck and I was like, I can't live like this anymore. So I did research and, um, a really interesting Southern lady, of course, that I worked for at the Charleston Petunia. Foundation was just like, just, you know, in the daylight, light a candle in front of a mirror and say, ghost, John, like, I know you're not here to harm me. I know you're not the devil, but you're not going to have your ways with me. And if that's what you want, you have to leave now. So I did it. Like, I lit a candle in the day in the mirror in my bedroom and was like, I know you don't mean me any harm, but you're not going to get any behaving like this. So you need to go away. And it stopped for months. It stopped for a really long time. And then there was like a day I came home and there was like a pair of earrings that like had popped out of my earring box. That like I asked both my roommates. I was like, nobody went in my room and touched my earrings, did they? Because they just like had popped right out. Like the lid was still on, so there's no way like my cat knocked it over. And then I was like, that's really weird. Why are my earrings out of the earring box? I didn't move it. My both my roommates said they didn't move it. And then it started again. What really? And then I was just like, I know that to you. That's it started creepy. again. Just like, like a man ghost, you just gotta keep reminding them not to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop texting me at two in the morning, man, ghost. As a woman, it infuriates me that not only can I not drink at a bar without having some ghost or dude hit on me, but I can't even go home drunk and sleep in my own bed without the fear of some douche ghost. Yeah, basically, bro ghost. Like, there's a chick laying in a bed. I think she wants to bone. (laughs) That is so. Yeah, man. Fuck. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. all right. That's story number two. My story. Uh, by the end of this, we're just all gonna believe in ghosts. Uh, I mean, not to say that I that you guys don't already, because obviously you have these uh, pretty fucking <laughs> terrifying experiences. <laughs> all right, Michelle. Well, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we should have gone reverse. Baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have gone in reverse order. No, no, but, um, cool. I don't have any uh, fucking paranormal stories. What happened? Um, I was beat up by my grandmother in my sleep, but my grandmother was dead for years up until that point. What? I think that's what happened anyway. Like it was Way weird. To start with a tagline. I know. Let me give you the summary of it. Um, <laughs> my yeah, I as a teenager, I would get into really bad fights with my mom. Um, yelly fights. Yelly fights. Not like no, nothing. Yeah, because yeah, we just. You just uh, alluded to a not yelly fight, so I feel it. Like, I felt like yeah, I had yeah. to uh, clarify. Toots, toots. Um, but uh, yeah, like my grandmother in life was a very forceful presence in mm-hmm. the family, so I don't think that would have stopped after she died. <laughs> um, That's so funny. <laughs> it's like she ain't going anywhere. It's a good it's a Southern matriarch, not even death would stop her. <laughs> This Not even death will the, stop me. No, that's my great grandmother. Oh, okay. That's a really nice portrait. What are both them. of their names? Uh, my grandmother is was Ruth Raskin. Is Ruth Raskin? My great grandmother is Miriam Raskin, um, and she came over this country like in like as a tote bag, like 
They, they they smuggled her out of the out of Russia in, in a in a tow bag. Essentially, it's like, like the Cleopatra <laughs> of Russia. <laughs> like in a rug. Like I just wanted to find out right here, right now, if Michelle Davy is related to a tote bag. Yeah, <laughs> she said as a tote bag, and I was like, oh damn, in Soviet Russia, tote bag is you. That's her paranormal story. Is how a tote bug bag became a real woman to give birth to her mother. Oh, I think that's actually the, the, her the, the first story. Her that... great grand, her great grandfather <laughs> fucked a tote bag. <laughs> And it's a like baby, a, a, a brave baby. little tote bag. It's the sequel to Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> all of your families are going to listen to this and hate me for creating all of this like comedic fodder surrounding these very beloved people yeah. in your family. Just a general disclaimer: this is all out of love. This whole podcast is about love. We're talking about this because these ladies love these stories and this interest so <laughs> no relatives listening should feel <laughs> slighted i mean even this the one tote bag right <laughs> we're all gonna go to sleep and just get fucking ravaged that's exactly tonight. what i'm sleeping on my belly tonight that's all i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> we already got a belly sleeper in the room ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i'm just gonna get smacked around but i remember one night um, How at, old were you? Oh, like 13, 13 years old, probably 12, 13 years old. Real mouthy age. Yeah, whole girl. Real mouthy age for me. Um, and I got into a fight with my mom. Like I went to bed like a little bit after that. And I remember like being like, being on my back, like couldn't really move except I kept feeling my face get slapped back and forth, like in the dark looking up. It's like I can hit, slap, 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 slap. And I was like, what? the hell is going on <laughs> i'm like all right that was probably deserved <laughs> oh. i remember having that feeling like oh yeah like i you feel like you'd been in a shitty fight with your mom before yeah that. and i was like this was probably deserved and i'm pretty sure i know who did this yeah tote it's- bag Tote bag. Tote bag's daughter, right? Tote bag's daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little tote. tote. That's like that you know that was, that baby was born in a tote bag she's got a lot of rage in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. can you call dds on a, on a ghost <laughs> can, you, can you call the police on a ghost <laughs> rapist did, did any of the three that's of you have one hell of a suv svu ford tote bag um, I'm surprised that hasn't already been made, honestly. Yeah. Like, it seems like something. I bet some, I well, bet like True TV or something like that has Anna, a show like that. Anna, Anna Nicole Smith, she like said that she had sex with her husband's ghost. I know. Uh, I believe like, you, though. Pa- <laughs> Do either of you, did either out? of you have like physical, uh, uh, like bruises or anything like that? No. that's a thing that people... Oh, scratches yeah. and stuff. Scratches yeah. and bruises and stuff. <laughs> no, I just felt like I deserved it after the fact. That is crazy. Do you think it was your mom just being real on the sly? <laughs> that take a real effort because my eyes were open and I was just like, I was staring at the still ceiling just, just felt like you're getting popped in the face. That is crazy. Like, that I was would, weird. I feel better that it was a ghost that beat Michelle up because Instead if it mom. was her mom, just <laughs> that'd like, be I'm some dark shit. Beat the yeah, shit yeah. out of my kid. Yeah. A ghost. <laughs> that'd be real dark. Nope. Man, those origins. So that you feel like that was kind of your origin yeah. story too. Yeah, those origin stories 
are maybe some of the best that anyone's ever had for like where they feel like their interest in this kind of stuff started. So, uh, Sarah, you said you looked into a lot surrounding, uh, your experiences. Yeah. Um, have you like continued to do anything like that or was it just that like, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Yeah. Because I was was raised a religious person and used to be super religious. When I was in college, I got into, like, mysticism and that kind of stuff where I would try and get, like, in trance states where I really was into that. So I can be open to the idea. So, like, what kind of mysticism? So, like, um... I got into the rosary. Transcendental... Uh, I wish it was something really cool and hip like Buddhism or really? Zen Buddhism, but I was Catholic and I was super like, Catholic. So I Catholic the, mysticism, yeah, like like the Rosary. Like I used to say the Rosary. Wow. Like, Did yeah. you? So what is what's the word I'm looking for? Trans transcendental meditation. Like yeah, like transcendental. Something. Yeah, like meditation. something like that yeah, that you like, like out of expand, body. Expand yeah, expand your mind and in, into a different yeah, like opening your mind to a different thing. And, like, the rosary, like, very, if you're similar to, like, um, Buddhism, they have, like, the prayer beads. Uh-huh. And it's the way you focus your, like, your conscious mm-hmm. to um, counting and saying a, a phrase, a very simple phrase, over and over and over again. So that keeps your physical body mm-hmm. busy with something. Mm-hmm. So your subconscious can let go and free itself in a different way. That's what the rosary does. Mm-hmm. So you can, there was one night, I don't know, I was, like, searching at a young age. I was searching. Sure. And I was no really into the, don't judge me. It's like, no really, judges. Like who in no college judges. does this? But I, <laughs> this is a no judges place. I was, I was really religious in college, mm-hmm. um, as well. It's crazy. I was saying the rosary one night and I thought I had this experience where I was saying the rosary and my, you know, like those, <laughs> this is a stupid reference, but those old windows backgrounds where you're like the stars are flying by you yeah yeah like, or like it was like the stars were flying by like i was going in yeah space. like windows 95 yes yeah and it's like and you could also set a different screensaver that was like the windows pipes. 95 logo yeah like actually windows. Yeah. yeah so this yeah. is imagine that my he- i'm saying the rosary i've been saying it for i don't know 45 minutes 50 minutes like just saying it and my eyes you know my for eyes that long closed. yeah like for a while because you do it you do it, like you loop that rosary three times you don't just do that one once wow. you loop that three times so and like so I, i've, for a I've while. prayed on a rosary before i went to a catholic youth group but it's like so there's different um and, and actually um anglicans have rosaries as well oh, okay. they're designed a little differently okay. um we don't uh we um i was raised episcopalian um so uh episcopalians and other anglicans don't pray to mary as much mm-hmm. so um the they're shorter for one and they usually only have four like main beads and then the beads in between uh i think you say the our father and then at the large beads you say something like um something long maybe like the nicene creed or something like mm-hmm. that uh but so you're talking about saying like uh Hail Marys for all the short, yeah, like those for all like the little ten, ones. Eight or ten Hail Marys and Our Father, and then at the end of that, whatever decade or whatever they call after that mm-hmm. section, then you do say something else, and you do. I think it's like four, and you do it three times because each time is supposed to be like the Trinity. Like oh, each time right. you loop yeah. it. Rule of threes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was saying it, and I imagine like if my eyes were closed, but I just saw in my brain like. The, the stars were going by like I was traveling in space and it was like this piping this like pipe snake tube syndical 
things started to form in the middle of where I was going down this like rabbit hole thing. And it was just like a male voice just saying, Sarah, 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 Sarah. And it freaked me the fuck out because it sounded like negative, like Hmm. not the devil, but it was just something that wasn't a comforting. It didn't make me want to continue to say the rosary. Did you? And I broke and I stopped (gasps) and I didn't do it again. Whoa. Wait, never. I had, no, I don't think I think that might have been the last time. Maybe I did because I was like, uh, maybe it was ghost boyfriend. Oh my god, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, come on, just like this one time. Why yeah. haven't you called? <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah I bought those earrings for you. Do <laughs> <laughs> me nothing. Uh, that was like your. That was a, like a, a time that that had happened. Not like. I mean, there's different ways, like, you know, people think, like, bump in the night, spooky, yeah. scary, ghosties, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's like anything that you can't explain. Yeah. Anything that you open yourself up to this part of your brain that you just can't explain, and you, I think uh, that's, you have to be open to it, and it has to be from, come from a positive place, or like the, the fear of the unknown, or not what knowing what yourself, opening yourself up to, can, you can open yourself up to something negative if you're looking for Something that's negative and spiteful and hateful, you'll find it. Yeah. That's a lot of, um, I don't know if you've ever looked into astral projection, but that's that, very similar that? to something that? else that I was thinking of uh, along with, um, like, I think, isn't it called transcendental meditation? What's the word I'm looking for? It's some kind, there's a specific kind of meditation that uh, supposedly leads to astral projection. Mm-hmm. So those two things kind of like... Oh go hand in hand i was your body what is that yeah yeah i was obsessed with astral projection when i was like 12 really really i didn't even know astral projection was until like a year ago (laughs) i'm only imagining that part of um what is that movie with jim carrey and the animals (laughs) ace ventura yeah was there a part in ace ventura where he rose up from his body I think so. I don't know philosophy or religion, guys. I just (laughs) love the Carrie movies. (laughs) Uh, Were you so you you were raised? Were all three of you raised religious? Um, Not really. I mean, for the purpose of the fact that I mean, I am I'm a Jewish person culturally Uh, and like historically. And like, just for the fact that I grew up in a, in an area really that was having none of any kind of diversity, gotcha. it was more like, I may not f- be a follower of religion, but I'm never going to like, never say that I'm not. Right. So you were kind of, you were culturally Jewish. Culturally, and yeah. kind of surrounded by that. Cool. Pretty much. Cool. I was just more curious than anything mm-hmm. else. I feel like that, you know, not to be like, religion is paranormal, but I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. like Spiritual. Sarah just uh introduced the you know there there's a lot of you know the spiritual nature of of all of it is mm-hmm. um i feel like at least worth talking about but uh you had the wiccan background mm-hmm. uh well my aunt, i was raised southern baptist yeah um as all good rock thrillians yeah. <laughs> are um, and then I think seriously, you can't fucking throw a rock in that like general <laughs> area of South Carolina without hitting a Southern church or a, a Baptist southern, church. Yeah, mm-hmm. Baptist church and Southern baptism is I, it's intense. It's Isn't very it? intense. It's I, you're gonna get judged. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, aware. Fire and brimstone, um, baby. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I think one of the biggest things, and around that time, I my parents, for some reason, decided to, to put me in a Montessori school when I was in the eighth grade. Interesting. Um, and uh, this I was didn't my, even know that area would have had Montessori randomly, schools. Randomly, they had this one, and it wasn't just in Montessori school. Like This was kind of a weird one because it did like kindergarten through 12th grade. What's the school called? It was Shekinah. <sighs> Um, Shekinah Academy. Did people drive past it and just yell things like, hey, you fucking hippie granola eaters. (laughs) (laughs) Now they got a Chicago diner. (laughs) (laughs) I I absolutely floored that I remember the name of that. Existed. It was in Rock Hill? Rock Hill, yeah. It was off of... Um, Y'all can't um, find nothing like that in Lancaster. I was about to say... What it was it was called again? City. Shekinah Sh- Christian Academy. Well, Shekinah or Christian. <laughs> oh, so it was, it was a, a Shekinah, Christian Academy. Shekinah, but um, not it really. It was, but it was a church of God. <laughs> How do you spell Shekinah? Um, S-H-E-K... I-N-A-H, I want to say. Okay. If you get cl- I mean, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere close to that. I just am interested in looking it up. That, well, that year, that eighth grade is literally burned into my head. Um, just because, because it was so different? It was so different because Church of God, if you've ever been to a Church of God service, even just sitting back and, and, and going for the experience and the um, philosophical way that they view Scripture— and God is in church of God is a, a little bit more like non-denominational. Isn't it, it is, yeah. Um, but they're also the kind that they speak tongues, they dance yeah. around, oh, they on the floor. Yeah. Are there snakes involved? Um, no snakes, no. unfortunately. Um, but I just remember, like, we would be in church um, and doing that. Like, they would they would like make the kids do it. So, really? So the church of God yeah. was associated with the school. Uh, yeah, it was okay. like a school and a church. Like, it was all one Damn. thing. And that makes more sense. Because at first I was like, how did this hippie shit exist in South Carolina? But it, it was it was church. Basically. It was and, like church hippies, basically. <laughs> uh, I was only there for a year. But basically, it was um, it was a way to Not to, like, around. shit on your schooling. I'm sorry. No, that was really I, negative. I hated it. Like, I couldn't. Like, I like the idea of a Montessori school. Right. Because working at your own pace is a great way to yeah. teach children. I was just so surprised that something even that would, like, uh, call itself yeah. that existed in South Carolina, but especially at the time. basically what they did was they used it as a way to get kids to um, praise and worship for two to three hours a day. Really? Wow. wow. Huh. I would be in the church in the pews. And I just remember, um, here's, like, I remember once, um, as all eighth graders do, I think my mom was just like, I think you have lice. Oh, boy. And oh, no. so, um, which happened, happened in the South. Yeah, um, I remember so my they mom used to have to do lice checks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there was class. a lice yeah. outbreak in my school here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, in Wooddale. Yeah, oh everywhere. my god, it was awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just little kids. Yeah, just kids. But Grubby. I remember my mom called the school and she's like, "Charlie's not going to be there today. Um, I think she has lice." And then my mom like spent the whole day like in my head like checking and yeah. washing and doing it's all like that. It's like the jazz. only thing you can and do. Turns out I didn't. Um, which was great. Um, but then she called the school and it's just like, I apologize for worrying you. It looks like she doesn't have it. Um, she'll be back in school tomorrow. And I remember the principal at the time was just like, I prayed to God and told him to take away her lice. So I knew that she would not have lice. And that's the, that's the moment that my mom, like she put down the phone and she's like, I don't think I really want you going back to that school. Terribly, terribly smug. Thanks mom. Yeah, that's, 
that's a little much. It was Calvinist theology year. towards yeah. lice on your head. Those yeah, who right? are good shall not have lice, and those who are bad will have lice. But, yeah. you know, I got my yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Tell us about that. What was his name? I Micah. My name was Micah, and his older brother asked me out for him. Oh, hell yeah. And then when I walked up to him, he gave me like a little ring. story. He gave me a little ring, and, and his brother walked up to me and said, Michael wants to be your boyfriend. I was like, cool. And then I walked up to him at, like, the play area at the time that everyone was allowed outside in the courtyard. I, he walked up to me and was just like, well, it's glad to be your boyfriend, and shook my hand. <laughs> business. Did you, uh, did you already know business like oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a much, that's a, like, younger thing of, like, oh, I think that girl is pretty. I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I also... Uh, got my first boyfriend from something kind of church related. Uh, so I was friends with uh, this guy who lived on the street from me and we would carpool. Um, and uh, a mutual friend of both of ours basically uh, went to a different middle school than us. So the only times we really saw him uh, were when we all did plays together over the summer <laughs> yes Church or uh, it was like community theater oh um, yeah so when we would do community theater over the summer or like over the summer and on the sometimes on the weekends there was this thing that became really popular when I was in middle school called the 180 club and at the time I was just like oh that sounds real cool the 180 club what is that and uh, I heard about it and it was like uh, foosball tables and like video games and snacks and soda and all this cool shit. <laughs> and uh, I want to be where the sodas at. Right? And, like, <laughs> I was just like, this sounds fucking awesome. And I was in like sixth grade, I think, sixth or seventh grade. And uh, the three of us all went. One of our parents drove us there, uh, one of theirs probably. Um, because I think they were both more like Southern Baptist types than i was um and uh um so we got dropped off and we like played a bunch of mario kart and like foosball and it was awesome they had pool tables and then all of a sudden they were like all right everybody let's gather in the uh chapel and in this like huge warehouse type trailer thing that they had set up you know what i'm talking about yeah like kind of like the mobiles that you'd have Mm -hmm. outside of your schools to add extra classrooms at least we had that Mm -hmm. um they had this section that was like a church um and everybody went in and they they didn't have i don't think they had a full church service but they basically did the like um all right well um time uh that we'd ask anyone in the audience who feels so compelled oh, yeah. uh, who hasn't mm-hmm. before to step forward and uh accept the jesus christ as uh your lord and savior and to have him save you um and to ask him to come into your heart and i was and i grew i was born and raised an episcopalian my family mm-hmm. is very episcopalian i uh was religious at the time and had never really seen anything like this before and was just like no thanks like yeah, I, don't, I don't know what this means like i thought i already had done this like, yeah that uh, had the same i had the same thing because my i went i was raised catholic and baptized confirmation you know get your confirmation saint you're like you accept mm-hmm. catholicism as an adult and you're i was like in eighth grade or freshman high school mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i'm gonna be a catholic and where were where did you live at the time um, at this time i was in pittsburgh pennsylvania okay. which is very 
very ca- yeah, very yeah. Irish Italian Catholic town mm-hmm. and a big Jewish population. Mm-hmm. And I was at I wanted to go to horse camp. It was like sixth or seventh grade. And I just wanted to go horseback riding camp with my horse friend. Camp. Oh, horse, right. camp. horse camp. Horse camp. Horse camp. I was like, let's go to horse camp. And then horse camp was also like Bible camp. Didn't understand. Weird. Miracle Mountain Ranch. Don't ever send your children. Miracle Mountain Ranch. Miracle Mountain Ranch outside Pittsburgh. I thought it was just like you're going to go like ride some horses for a week. You know, go a couple trail rides. Yeah, that you know? is so fucking and then my, bullshit. And then there was like this like Bible kind of thing in the in the evening. Like a gathering thing when it was like non-denominational. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think I. Because you had to bring a Bible. Like you have like your list of supplies you have to bring oh. for the week. And I had. And it was said you had to bring a Bible or something. And my mom had like the St. Thomas or the St. Joseph Bible, which is like the Catholic version of the Bible. Yeah. And everybody else there had their like the teen King Bible James. study oh, with yeah. like the oh, hot yeah, pink yeah. cross on the front. Oh, and a girl in my bunkhouse was like, what is that? And I go, it's, my, it's like my family Bible. But what is that? Who is St. Thomas or St. Joseph? I forgot what the version was. And I was like, well, I'm Catholic. That's what we use. Like whatever. And she goes. My mother says that Catholics are going to burn in hell because you're not Christian. And I'm there like, what are you talking about? And my camp counselor, who was like probably a college age girl. It's so bizarre to me that there is that much animosity among children of the same same thing. And they have a child. This girl just remembers what her parents told her. And then the adult in the room stepped over because we and this girl were kind of having a little tiff. And I thought the woman was going to have my back. And what does she do? Mm Mm-hmm. She, was she like, takes well, yeah, me out you are gonna burn as a child and she makes me sit under this tree and she tries to save me yeah. and she wouldn't let me get out from underneath the tree until I accepted Lord as a Christ and Savior and I missed my trail ride that afternoon, which oh, I was really pissed about. Yes. That's why you were there. I was there to guard a horse. And I was like, but I won't, I've bapped. I was That's like, I'm, a load I'm, of com- horse I'm, co- I'm confirmed. I'm Catholic. It's the same thing. Even as a child, I knew I had the goal that what she told me was not right. And I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And I sat there. I mean, I was like, I'm it's not hard to be like, it. I, to child. not to, uh, interrupt, but oh, just yeah. to like throw something on. I don't want to like, um, I add fuel to the, any of these fires, but like the Catholic church is pretty picky about stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you're yeah. already, if you're baptized in another denomination, you, have to be baptized as a Catholic. No, that's not necessarily true. My, um, see my college, I, in college, I was a religion major and a Catholic studies minor and my, um, senior thesis, I did RCIA program, which is right of Christian initiation of adults. And my thing was to get everyone's forms, right? If you were baptized in any Christian denomination where water was used and the Trinity was mentioned, they would allow that baptism oh. to count. Cool. Just being confirmed. Confirmation is different. And the Eucharist are different uh-huh. in the Catholic Church. But if you were baptized in the ceremony, water was used and the Trinity was mentioned, yeah. your baptism from any Christian maybe denomination uh, counted. Maybe I'm thinking of confirmation. But, but yeah. that is that but yeah. is a good uh, point of reference and clarification. Just yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no, Got to no, use that $40,000 awesome. degree somehow. That's you great. <laughs> Religion uh, is a way to help people get better. It's not checking into a fucking airport. Here's your confirmation. So you're yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Here's here. your boarding That's, pass to heaven. I know. <laughs> well, like, yeah. 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 It's so crazy. There's so many but, good yeah. things about it. And I feel like people let 
all these little crappy things get in the way of the good things. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Like, that. a very similar thing happened to me. Well, a lot, actually. Yeah. Not really Catholic on Catholic on, but more like yeah. every Christian denomination. Oh, you probably just <laughs> got guess. picked upon. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I remember, like, being a kid, like, this is right when I moved to South Carolina. And, like, I was playing with my brother. And a girl came over and we started talking and she asked me what, what, what church went to go like, Oh no, we're Jewish. And she stopped talking, quietly got up and went back into her apartment. And I never how, talked to her. How old were you? I was like nine. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. so the end of my, and that's how Michelle Davey and I met. No, that's uh, where we, uh, we got an anti-Semite on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like, I like, I, that's probably why I, Wow. As much as I think religion is beautiful, whatever brings you peace, great, go forth. But like after a lot of that, you stop listening. Yeah, to man. It. It's really it's hard. All of it. It's really, really hard. The end of my 180 Club story after all that oh, happening God, yeah. is that um, You're in, in the, the trailer. car on the way home from the 180 Club, um, my the mutual friend of my um, like neighbor and I was sitting in the middle seat next to me. Um, and he, and we were like whispering things back and forth in each other's ears, but not like, uh, if I remember correctly, not like flirtingly. So just kind of like jokes and like just being silly. And then he all of a sudden said like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I think that's what he said. Something to that effect. Or like, do you want to go out with me? And I said, no, because it was very like laughy, jokey, jokey, haha. Like mm-hmm. I thought that what he was saying was also very like laughy, laughy, jokey, jokey. And he was like, uh, like immediately after he said it, he said, "Oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Oh, I was just yeah. kidding." And he just like bailed on it. And then a little while later, probably in a pretty similar situation, he asked me again. I think oh. this was actually surrounding uh, when we were at like a play rehearsal. Um, he asked me again. And I said yes because I like knew better and knew it wasn't a joke. And so we like dated, dated, quote unquote, for a little while. Basically, we would like hold hands and play basketball and um, NBA jam and stuff like that and drink <laughs> soda and go to 180 Club. <laughs> um, anyway, just wanted to bring that full circle. Okay. We got a little off of paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but it was by it an honest uh it, it was a it was a smooth line of transition into kind of some more religious talk so you started talking about astral projection mm-hmm. yeah. um uh weird christian montessori school um so in being super into astral projection did you like try to do it did you feel like you experienced it ever there was one experience that i can tell you um uh it was it's very minor it's nothing like sarah's um, but I have been, astral projection is something that you have to meditate and work on for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that it did help me with, and I'll, I'll come back to this later is lucid dreaming. Which oh, yeah. Even to this day, I'm very good at Really? Yeah. Man. Um, uh, but I would sit there and I was always just very, we, I grew up on a farm. It's very into the earth. I was always running around on my little pony um, <laughs> it, it, like, sleep, like sleeping in the woods for on weekends and, uh, building things and making trails. But I think one of the biggest things was like meditating in the woods a lot. And I would just sit down as like this rambunctious kid. It was, Did you ever go to camp Congaree? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big, um, like girl scout campground in the, in the same general area as we're from. Um, that sounds familiar cher- to you that's too. Not the it Cherokee does. Yeah. Camp, is it? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was, mm, I don't think so. 
I mean, but you know where Andrew Jackson State Park is. Yeah. We went there all the time. Oh, damn. Okay. Anyway. Sexy place. Um. <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, Carolina Legends Bluegrass Festival. They did it every year. Oh. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, there's a band called Skeeter and the Skid Marks that my dad <laughs> loves. I he- have heard of them. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> so why, but that name sounds Skeeter and the Skid Marks, baby. Man, it's kind of like one of those rock hill things where, like, the <laughs> first time my dad heard it, he thought it was the fucking funniest, best thing in the world. So he just continues <laughs> to appropriate it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, no, but um, after, uh, like, months of, like, seriously, like, doing a bunch of research and reading books and, and, and getting on my internet, which was new at the time. Yep, that's how we logged on. Thank you, Mary Beth. <laughs> Charlie, you can't go on the internet right now. Patina's calling. Patina. Patina's calling. Patina. Patina's calling. But no, I remember one Bettina night. Patina was but a twinkle in her mother's eye, I believe, at the time. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think she'd already been born. Oh, Boom, baby. Uh, she definitely, yeah, okay. Was, I was just like, I was just trying to. Her one... sister was born, but Patina was still. <laughs> I was just trying to, one, show off my memory of the timeline of your family, and two, make as many more Bettina jokes as I possibly could. So thank you for indulging me if on I that If I get one. a plus one to the reunion. Oh, hell yeah. If I get a plus one to anything. Fingies crossed. Fingies crossed. Oh, man. No, I just remember I was laying on my bed, and at the time my bed was pressed against the wall, and I was sleeping. And one of the things that you do for astral projection is before you sleep, um, you have to get your head right, and you have to, like, um, remove all the thoughts from your head. And that's, like, a form of meditation and all that jizzy jazz. And I remember um, you're supposed to try to move your body without moving your body once you get, like, all of your thoughts. So it's just kind of like each muscle tenses and then relaxes, and then it's just kind of like now tense the muscle in your head, um, but don't move your actual muscle, all of the hippie stuff. And then I um, I remember, like, facing the wall – it's so funny to me that you were so young when you were. Into I was for some reason. You, you I said was. You were like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, and this that was right. This so was actually funny. around the time I was in the Montessori school, and I think that's one of the reasons I was so into it because at that just point, like, the man. Yeah, well, religion had become so. It, it it that religion had become uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, it, like having to deal with that every it's day so and then getting pulled upon from you. it. Yeah, and and I just I didn't know what to do. I was, I was looking for things as an outlet, mm-hmm. and I got really big into meditation and uh, Indian um uh, stuff, dream catchers, incense, all that. It's stuff. real easy to get into in that particular area. Yeah, and especially <laughs> because I had horses and I. Oh yeah. And did you have a? a uh, did you have like t-shirts that had um? Horses and dream catchers on them. You bet, you're, you bet your sweet ass I did. <laughs> we are kindred spirits. I After a... this podcast is over, I'll show you all my wolf shirts. Oh my god! I, I'm not um, kidding. In high school, I wore the um, the Dixie Girl shirts. Yeah, oh, of course yeah. you did. Like cast and baskets with it's, America flags. Yes, uh, oh, the no, Rebel flag, yeah. three pit bulls with spike collars. Oh, no, <laughs> living in the land of the free. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. These are things that, 
like, I don't think people who aren't from the South uh-huh. would have any concept of, yeah. but like to us, or at least That's to like normal. those who like grew up there are just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> that shit is everywhere. When I go home, one of the first things I'm going to do, because it's co- it's coming back, like those like graphic shirts with yeah. the oh, handles yeah. and shit. On, I'm going to go directly to the flea market, which is where you get them. And they, and you get like your color shirt and then they press them. They use the press mm-hmm. machine to oh. make your own custom t-shirt. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I love I a good wait. flea market. Uh, I'm going to show you a shirt when we wrap this podcast. Don't let me forget. That will blow your mind. It is. <laughs> um, and I'm only telling you, I know obviously you guys will see it, but it's worthy of telling on the air. This is a shirt. It was my favorite shirt when I was about that age, like 12, 13. Um, and thank God I we had to wear uniforms in middle school. And I just don't know if I would be the same person if I hadn't had to, if I had like worn all the shit that I had. Um, but I had this shirt. First of all, it was like two sizes too big for me. Um, all my clothes were. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I was a chubby kid, but like all my clothes were way too big for me. Um, and on the front, it's a black shirt and half of it is the face of a Native American man. <laughs> and yes, half um, of it, yes. And half of it is the face of a wolf. And on the back, half of it is the face of an eagle. And the other half is the face of a Native American man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is no part of the shirt that is like untouched by... A graphic of something like ridiculously falsely Native American. I'm sure you could get some wolf patches for the sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) The graphic like kind of goes onto the sleeve. Is I first of all, I was I I like I had some I had a dream catcher too. Don't get me wrong, I just fucking loved wolves. Like I still wolves Mm -hmm. are like my they're still my favorite animal whatever this one draws them she i could, draws a I really could go into wolf. a deep discussion about spirit animals too if you really to. love that um so you were att- i keep taking you off track no, you're I, fine. I feel like i've done it more to you than i have to anyone else and no, i'm so fine. sorry um there's a lot going on your your about. information is just like a riff fest <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome oh man I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, but it was super simple. There was nothing really exciting about it. But I remember laying on my bed. It was facing the wall. And I was going through all the motions. And I was really about to doze off. But I knew I wasn't quite asleep. And I just remember I was going to do one more final stretch. You know how sometimes right before bed you like shift your shoulders and stretch your arms out? Sure. And I went to do that. Um, but I went. I put my hand out. But my hand went through the wall. What? Um, because normally I'll put my hands on the wall to help stretch and brace me, mm-hmm. but it went through it and I pulled it out and I did it again. And then I instantly knew I'm like, holy shit, this is like this my spirit arms. astral <laughs> uh-huh. projection. And, and I knew that's that what I was doing. But once I knew it, it clicked in you, my arm. Uh, Cause you can't self-aware. Yeah. You can't be self-aware of what oh, you're doing. Oh, wow. Damn. Can any of y'all fly when you when you dream? Oh, I like I said, I'm a lucid dreamer. That's one of the first things I'll do. Really? That and turn into a werewolf. Oh, hell yeah! I wish I was a lucid dreamer so I could be a wolf in my dreams. Oh, 
It's I. That's one of my favorite things that I do. Um, what I do you like? Run around like you're a real wolf. Um. Well, m- yes. One of my favorite things to do in my dreams is to fight crime as a werewolf. Oh! <laughs> Dead fucking serious. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> oh my god. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I would watch that ABC. You and your mom <laughs> are <laughs> crime fighters. Oh. Have you ever thought about that? Medium and the Wolf Man. Yeah, man. Coming to ABC. But only, yeah. only in their other. dreams. Like, you and your mom just have, like, <laughs> twin beds side by side. You don't sleep in the same bed. You just each sleep in a twin bed next to one another. And you're, like, hooked up to all these things in, um, like, a police crime lab or... You know, whatever. I, I prefer it to the be police scanner like going the, off in the background, like the sleep lab in Inception. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Charlie, uh, I saw a license plate. Get him, and you just take off as a werewolf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you gotta write that pilot, man. <laughs> What's that? What was that? Not Minority Report, but what was that? Tom Cruise in the future. Yeah, Minority Report. You, you got it. You got it. You can't commit the crime in the future because the, your mom knows it, and then you're the wolf going to go out and stop the crime. Yeah, yeah. The, the newspaper television. I was just. Show. I was. I almost <laughs> said that earlier. It's called Early Edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had um. Uh, Kyle Chandler. Coach Taylor. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, Coach Tammy Taylor. Um. Yeah. So when you funny. started talking about your mom, like seeing the oh license God. plate and stuff earlier, I immediately thought of Early Edition. Early edition. So I used to watch that show with my parents all the time. Uh, it was actually, I mean, the thing is, the biggest thing about that show was just your willful suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like, otherwise, it was a pretty cool, like, crime-type yeah. drama yeah. serial you, show. Can you stop the future, basically? Yeah. yeah. That's a theme that's revisited a lot. So we got some continued interest over here, or at least, like, further interest in the astral projection-type mm-hmm. stuff. Do you have any... Michelle, have any interest, like, continued after you got slapped by your G-ma? Um, I am a, well... Once she discovered she was half purse. Nah. <laughs> uh, not really. Like, I do a lot... I do go down the Wikipedia wormhole, and sure. I will look up really dark stuff, but I am a huge fan of Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. Huge fan. And, yeah, that's, like, my so big paranormal So, we were talking about deal. Jack the Ripper earlier i'm like oh man can we talk more about this because there's a whole theory about him being a painter and he painted some crimes and stuff like you guys theory about him being a woman have you heard of that one i haven't heard of that one no jacqueline the ripper uh mel mel evans who is a wonderful improviser and podcast co-host just recently did mbsing on true crime Mm -hmm. and you should definitely listen to it because Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about uh some unsolved crimes and it was super fun i love it i just love like robert stack coming out of the mist in the dark to talk about crime like what is he searching oh yeah for? robert's dad robert stack he's yeah, just like robert host. stack yeah, he just <laughs> out I, would of the mist. I would never ever remember that that was his name i could picture him in my mind yeah. but i wouldn't have remembered that was his name hotter like than trail car from... parked and yeah. he'd be like come out behind this like 1950s yeah. like I couldn't. I only watched probably one or two full episodes of that show. Um, But usually it would start and I'd Mm -hmm. hear the theme and like see him come out of the shadows. And I'd be like, no, 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 get this out of my face. 
I used to do the same thing with uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, too. Yeah. yeah. I've, Man. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I wonder if like, if you go back you, and I watch did, it now, it would be college, scary. If it there was a bunch be. of it on YouTube, so me and my friends would stay up really late and watch like, all these Are You Afraid of the Dark. Some of them are okay, but some of them are so that the episode where the girl gets stuck in the mirror yeah like it's like the cousin has to move in with their other cousin and the cousin is a bitch i remember that and they make the girl go into like the haunted empty house and it's like the bitchy cousin gets like somehow put in the mirror and they never get her out yeah it's just like oh my some of those episodes are so scary and one of them but some of it holds up as being and there's one that inspired m night Shyamalan to do six Sense. there's the one where there's the girl that works at the no the boy who works at a um bowling alley and he works in the bowling alley and he makes friends with this girl or is it the girl works in the bowling alley and she makes friends with a guy but basically at the end of the episode you find out that one of, of them, them is dead. dead and there's an no. it, there's an interview did you just spoiler M- alert us for the bowling alley of the bowling of, of, uh, i'm gonna yeah, watch sorry. it anyway i'm gonna watch but it there's too a, yeah i think i saw it because there was an article at mi shamalan was like i didn't come up with this idea but someone, no, that episode someone. of are you afraid of the dark is i think originally was a goosebumps book the uh, girl next door maybe i was never a big goosebumpser uh, I didn't bumper. read. I read like three. One of them was the one about werewolves. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I just like saw Same. the cover and was like, oh, I am definitely reading this. Um, there's another one. Uh, so I, I would read some of those and I'd watch some of the TV show. But for the most part, I couldn't like inter. I, I mostly when I was growing up would just consume television. So the fact that I even didn't see like all of are you afraid of the dark or mm-hmm. all of goosebumps is still telling about like my taste in those <laughs> kind of creepy paranormally oh, yeah. type things were you guys super into stuff like that i yeah. i read almost all the goosebumps i never really watched i watched a couple episodes of are you are you afraid of the dark but i was a huge reader i oh, never really watched a lot of i TV i was a big up. boob tube gal um sorry you saw said werewolves no okay I, I know it's comedy technically, but like my, me and my brother grew up on Abbott and Costello because that's like it's it's kid appropriate because it's all yeah. shot in the forties and nothing's ter- broad. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, broad. Yeah. But like the where okay, and uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein where they because the werewolves in there too. It's like the Bela Lugosi, um, the Boris Karloff, the original Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. I believe, was in there. Like all of and Lon Chaney, like the original, like yeah, it was literally dudes. like it was like. God, that seems like kind of the birth of like the idea of a crossover. Yeah, know? yeah, but like the werewolf transformation scene, terrifying. Really? It's, even in the comedy mm-hmm. movie, it was terrifying. That's so funny. And like I would go like I like old horror stuff now. Like which one was? Yeah. Meet Frankenstein. Yeah, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Like even <laughs> I know it's fun and it's still fun, but man, like that's so that's funny. a creepy, creepy scene. Ugh. Uh, do you guys like horror movies now? I can't. Like, I like suspense movies. What, I don't like horror movies, but something that ties in back with the the sex ghost story. I, (laughs) I've stopped lately, but there was a good couple years of my life where I would watch horrifying true life crime things before i go to bed like yeah. i've seen every episode of i survive yeah. i've seen uh every episode of like well like intervention and like these like awful horrifying documentaries especially i survive like mm-hmm. that the, there's, there's a, for folks who aren't 
familiar. There's a yeah, show called I, I, I Survived, and they interview three people every episode that have near-death experiences. And it's one of them's always a woman who is like abused or, or like abused by like a husband or a lover. Another one is somebody who has survived a, a crime from a stranger, and another one is always somebody who's survived like a natural disaster, like getting lost in the woods or like a fire in a plane or something. Okay. And to hear these people like it's story, you can't write these stories. This is not a horror movie. This is not somebody's acting. Do they this also is not talk made up about like the? Th- kinds of things they saw when they thought they were going to um, die. Not like, it's not like I, when you cross over, if you see a light, the question they ask everybody on the show is, why did you survive and oh. other people you were didn't? Because you hear these people's story, and there's always has to be like an anchor that holds you onto this world. And whenever it's a woman and they say, like, I live so I could see my kids again, like the, the, the bond that women, like mothers have with their children, I mean, death can't pull that apart like every time women would be like i had to get home like there'll be like this one story this woman was like like driving and like a, a a highway in kansas in the middle of the night like going from one job to another job or something and like this car of hooligans like high on pcp <laughs> like pushed her off the road gang raped her ripped her skin off she's lying in a field somehow she crawls through a farmer's field and like somebody finds her and like you like and she's like barely holding on to any semblance of life but like they'll be like why how did you have the strength to keep pulling yourself through that field even though both your kneecaps were blown open and your eyes were ripped open these awful things she goes you know i just had to see my daughter again oh, and you're like jesus like that and then i'd be like okay i've watched the episode now i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> like, <horribly laughs> disgusting <laughs> negative images are going through my brain or people surviving plane crashes and like that that i went through a phase where i had to see every episode i survived you know it's, yours was oh, just be- obsessed with how close people can get to death and always hearing like why why did you make it through why did you survive this horror like so like True life horror situations, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. Okay. Your, yours would be, I have to see my cat. Yeah, oh my God. I was just about to ask <laughs> you what, what you thought your I survived, yeah, I survived claim would be. What's your cat's name? Johnny Rebel. Johnny Rebel. Yeah, Johnny Rebel. The only reason I made it through the great Chicago earthquake was so that I could go <laughs> home cat. and see Colonel Angus again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Colonel Angus. <laughs> I did know you had a cat named Colonel Angus, and that is incredible it's a dog it's a dog i knew it was a pet as soon as i said cat i was like it might not be a cat is it a corgi it's a scottish terrier scottish terrier. real dignified fellow he's a real idiot so he lives with (laughs) you too yes dope he's a bro Mm -hmm. uh i knew you had a pet named colonel angus and that is fucking great uh horror movies charlie i'm not a big fan that's so funny we have three people who were interested enough in talking about Super the supernatural, but none of you guys are really that the into one. Movies. I can't watch them. The ones they make now because they rely too much in CGI. But the ones from the seventies stand up, like yeah. the original Amityville Horror, Jaws. Oh man, uh, what else? The Exorcist is fantastic. Sting, uh, the Sting. Oh gosh. Um, I think I think it's because um, I I kind of spent a, a good hunk of my life on movie sets, oh. and because of that, they kind of ruined horror. For me, especially because in what context? Um, I was a child actress between the ages of six and nine. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I've talked about it a, a lot on other podcasts, so I don't want to get too much into it. Um, in South Carolina? 
Uh, yeah, uh, my agent was based out of Raleigh, and I did a lot of filming in Wilmington, North cool. Carolina. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like they film more in North Carolina than in South Carolina. I, there's nothing to film in South Carolina. Yep. Hope you like battle scenes from the Civil War. I do. We're, they we're, I do. a lot of the Patriot there. Yeah, yeah. right outside of Rock And Hill. North yeah. and South starring Patrick Swayze, one mm-hmm. of the best miniseries ever made. And the Gone with the Wind sequel was filmed on the College of Charleston campus. Oh. They filmed yeah. things on uh, Bellmead Plantation as well every mm-hmm. once in a while. The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Nicholas uh, Marks sure does, yeah. sure does love the local. Oh, dear man. John. Yeah. Ooh. I was hanging out with Amanda Siegfried at, at social. Did you really? Yeah. She what had she, had? she was eating cake drunk. She was just like, nying, 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 nying. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then Magic Mike, what's his name, had his hat on like the Chain side of his head because he didn't want to talk to anybody. But they're in Charleston oh. filming. Channing John. Tatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they filmed, like, they've only filmed stuff. like one thing in Greenville, and it was Leatherhead. Yes. Oh my oh. god, that was shot in my hometown, yeah. and all the girls skip schools go see George Clooney. Yeah, and A George bunch of Clooney. My friends out. in college went to like find him. I forgot that movie was filmed there. Yeah, it's yeah. a really. They filmed yeah, my friend Liz actually like successfully either took a picture of him or like met him. Yeah. She was bound. She spent like days trying to find him. Yeah, he was cool. Renee Zellweger did not come out and say hi to people. Oh, what a bitch. Points. So I she was oh, okay. Johnny K was sweet. Yeah. yeah, John Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, so you feel like that that like you can't willfully suspend your disbelief. It's yeah, especially with mm-hmm. dealing with what I grew up with with my family and everything. Oh, and, yeah, man. like dealing with, and then seeing horror movies is just kind of like it's turned to Cheapens. gore, and I'm not really into that. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is like I don't really care about movies like that. Like I can mm-hmm. oh, watch gross. movies that like are gory. Last House on the Left. Like that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah like Stuff the like- gore isn't really the things that like turn me off from horror movies. It's more just yeah, I like I don't enjoy the feeling of being unsettled, so I don't really see the appeal of purposefully making myself feel unsettled. Uh-huh. So that's kind of why I uh, avoid the genre in general. Um, cool. Uh, how did you guys all discover that this was like a shared passion that you had over PBRs yeah, and like, candlelight in our yeah, old apartment? Yeah, Sweet. it was like polar polar vortex nights. Oh man, God. we just oh, yeah. drinking and then so just did all three of you used to live together? No, oh, just your old apartment. Yeah, we'd we actually use old apartment. We would all go to the mixer every week, and let's like, which is where I met you. Yeah, yeah. Yay. 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 and um, like. It was the apartment that we first moved into was entirely too big for three people to live in because there were like two separate living rooms that we could close off. So like oh, we would dang. have like girl talk in the back. And they also living had room. like heat, yeah, and a heat lamp, a lot of like, blankets. Uh, and my yeah. landlady didn't turn the heat on until like almost Thanksgiving last year, mm-hmm. so that was painful. Yeah. So I never wanted to go home, and even when yeah. the heat was on, it was frigid. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, this too. past winter, I can't believe. That was y'all's first winter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go figure, go home, you know? Yeah. Man, I mean, it was my my first winter was when they had what's the snowpocalypse. referred to as the snowpocalypse. Oh, jeez. Mm. That, like, closed up all of Lakeshore Drive, and I was trying to get home from work on a, on a metro train, essentially, as the snowpocalypse was starting. Oh um, uh, but anyway, so that was, like, pretty trial by fire but the rest of that winter wasn't that bad comparatively but jesus christ i can't believe that was all three of you i was yeah. very much prepared for like not i thought it was we're gonna die i was like I, i'm yeah. moving to chicago next year yeah I'm, we're going to die See, everyone said that like, too I, we all, we, I i thought it was gonna be really bad and then it 
it was like a lot of snow and a lot different from southern winters, but it wasn't that bad until mm-hmm. this year. Really? Yeah. Because I was mm-hmm. walking into this like, it's going to be terrible. Don't be the person who complains about it. And yeah. I made it until March. And then I was like, no <laughs> That was more. the time well, like, my mental capacity couldn't take it anymore. Here's the thing yeah. is like, that March, this is what I, I tell people all the time. Because I feel like I feel like we have to have this conversation all the time. Like being from the South. Mm-hmm. Either people up here or people from the South. Like you just continuously have this conversation where people mm-hmm. are like, well, how do you do it? Like mm-hmm. being from the South and growing up where it was hot. And how do you do this? And I was just like, well... I knew what I was getting myself into, like you said, Mm -hmm. Michelle. And second, uh, it's not like we're sitting up here going, Jesus, fuck, it's cold. We're from the South and we don't know what cold means. Like, it's just fucking cold. Everyone is cold. Yeah. Like, people who were born and raised in the city of Chicago still get cold. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like everyone bitches. Everyone's miserable. Everyone bundles up. It's not like somehow you just turn into a fucking, like, you don't have to wear a coat when it's 20 degrees outside. Like, mm-hmm. it, our, we're humans. So I think that's something that helps me get through it is that it's just this shitty shared human experience that we all have mm-hmm. together. And I think in a weird way, it kind of, like, brings the city together against a common evil it was like the it was like the liberation of france when summer came around yeah everyone lost their freaking mind right i have a a winter question sure um (laughs) i think i think we can all agree that it it gets cold um if anybody out there can help me with this how do i keep my pits from being so hot (laughs) (laughs) from being so damn cold like uh, I just purchased, this is how I'll answer the question. I, uh, I've never owned like a legit winter coat. Oh. I've always just like layered, mm-hmm. uh, at, um, and I've, I've been fine thus far, I think. Um, but I've had friends who have like given me shit for it in the past. Um, and I finally just like bought one because I, I need one and I need, I needed a rain jacket. So I got mm-hmm. one of the like three in one kinds where oh. you zip in the liner and you can use the outside as a, um, as a raincoat and it it's really fucking fancy i ordered it i tried it on in a store i loved it i ordered it and it hasn't come yet but i've been thinking about it a lot and i don't even need it yet but i'm just like thinking about how i'll actually have it for this winter and it has pit vents uh is this a real that's a real problem it's not it has pit vents really they're literally like in the they have zippered pit vents (laughs) Uh, I thought you were making a joke. Like that's no. it's a real problem I because I didn't even realize. I'm just hot and all the time. So they don't go like they they go basically like with your arm. Hell uh, yeah! So they go like along. Hell the yeah! Arm. Yeah, I feel liberated. <laughs> Pivens, baby. And I think the reason that this coat in particular has them is because it's designed to be like a winter sports type mm-hmm. coat. But like I bike so much, uh, and even into the winter. Uh, I don't get too crazy, but, like, I feel like it will serve its purpose with that, and then it's good for wind and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And uh, talking uh, hey, thanks for tuning in to Coat Talk. Uh, <laughs> cool. I forgot what took us to the winter. You guys were all talking about, oh, how I we, asked, that's right. Yeah. I asked how you all figured out paranormal mm-hmm. activity was something that you were interested in or at least all kind of had a shared common experience yeah i think yeah. it was that like it was like not like yeah yeah sisterhood but it was like i'm not afraid yeah yeah, uh, yeah. to me and i can share this weird 
crazy story and yeah. all that. You're not, you're not crazy. That's awesome though that you guys already consider yourselves considered yourselves such good friends, and then discovered that you had this weird thing in common. Oh God, yeah, there'll was, be more weird shit that we have in common. We just yeah. Figure it out. I think yeah. it's fun that this is uh, what you settled on. I would, however, have listened and enjoyed a podcast about food and or divas yeah <laughs> um, uh, just to throw it out there um if you haven't seen the alternate ending to titanic look it up <laughs> oh God. watch it because oh, i have to do a divas it's you have to that, that's the I reason i want to yet. talk about divas because it, it thought celine dion got me to titanic but oh my god just go, just watch yeah, the alternate to Titanic. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll link it in the notes. So if you don't oh, want to have so to funny. Google it, just it's go to the notes of the episode. Worth um, it. So worth it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've only seen that entire movie maybe once. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm not it's like not an, that good of a movie. I yeah. don't <laughs> think so either one like, and two. But it's also just not my cup of tea. I just don't like oh, long. Eighth grade Sarah was like, oh. Yeah. I just don't like like long historic oh. Movies like that. It's just not my jam. Okay. Let's put a button on this, ladies. Sorry. Thanks. No, no. no. All right, uh, please don't. If anyone should be sorry, it's me. I've taken this far more off track than any of you have. Um, I'm glad that, that that's one of the reasons I brought up uh, Divas and Food, just in case there was anything that you guys wanted to mention that you didn't feel like uh, you got to. Um, so, how do the three of you feel like your love of and interest in and um a uh, certain passion for and experience for um the paranormal affect have has how do you feel like that love and interest has affected your lives creatively and uh just in general i'll tell you one thing and i think i i love my parents a lot um, because they instilled in me at a very young age to be incredibly open-minded and they catered to a very creative side of me as I grew up and, uh, did all of the crazy shit that Charlie eighth grade, ninth yeah, grade Charlie sure. did. Yeah. Um, and they were all for it on board. Oh, Charlie's and, meditating again uh, on the <laughs> roof. There's a hawk. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she's howling like a wolf. That's fine. Dinner will be ready in 30. And I think that that has inevitably led me here. Uh, I I tried to do the science path, and that really wasn't for me. Uh, and I think going back to the roots of just, like, having an open mind mm-hmm. and and being able to sit back and think of the things that might not be can lead you to a really wonderful and exciting place. Cool. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same answer. thing as having an open mind. Like, that there's the realm of possibilities. Like, I'm not a religious person anymore. I was raised super religious, and I'm not a religious person. But just because you're not religious from a traditional standpoint doesn't mean that you are closed yourself off sure. to the possibility of anything. Like, I think now that I'm not religious, I'm open up to the possibility of anything more than I ever have. Because cool. before, with my religious thing, every it was all compartmentalized and everything had to fit this like nice little story sure now that i'm just like man like i'm just gonna send some sort of energy out and hopefully get some of that energy back yeah and like what you what you send out is is contagious 
Like no. you don't want to be around those people that are stick in the mud. You want to be around those charismatic people. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to be like how, what kind of energy you put out. Cool. And that's just what, how I see thinking outside and being open, that kind of thing. I think that's an awesome answer too. Miss um, Davies. Well, uh, I was trying to think, I think I'm thinking about it. Uh, toughness, uh, strength of character. Cause tote bag junior was a real pistol. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all of my s- spiritual Heavy duty canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he she had one of those like leather enforced <laughs> bottoms, like the top of his canvas. But the that old leather bag, uh, uh, yeah, like every all of my spiritual stuff is kind of revolved around the same group. person. Yeah, she's a tough, she's a tough lady. So, um, like it's always been kind of a reassuring feeling that someone, even if, even if I don't believe in the concept of heaven with clouds and sure whatever, it's the comforting feeling of the love that you have, the love you experience in life with the people around you that doesn't go away like yeah. it, it's all it's there it's like Ooh. i might die i'll probably be sticking around doing something that's awesome yeah, yeah. i uh i totally man i jive with everything you ladies said as uh as tied up thoughts for the end of that um anything else before we go Oh, this has been great. This has been fun. This yeah. has been fun. so much fun. It went a little uh, longer, and I didn't even think about the fact that, like, of course, if I'm adding two more people into the mix than I usually have on it, there's going to be, like, more, you know, <laughs> more voices, more things to talk about. Uh, so I, I hope you guys don't mind all too much that, I, that I've kept you a bit late. Oh, uh, we're fun. good. We're good. Uh, but I think, it, I think it had a pretty natural, like pacing out and everything yeah. we got cool. to everybody everybody got to tell their dope crazy stories mm, yeah. i love that uh the way that i close every episode is that i say i love you guys and i mean that oh, we love you we love you my love thank oh, you guys so much for doing this with thank me you. absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. um and uh now let's all go to the devil salt circle <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.